National Discuss, one of the best interview programs in the city of Ibadan, reaching you from the studio, from the Kumiamzat studio in the city, in the same city of Ibadan, and that is at Agidibu 88.7 FM. My name is Zainab Sanya, and I say welcome on the program. Uh, each week is yet another opportunity to have an engaging conversation with a reputable Nigerian to discuss some of the issues that besiege us as a nation and look at how we can move from point A to point B and, uh, you know, just to move forward as a country. My guest today is the deputy leader of Afeniferi. He is a lawyer and a former special advisor to the Lagos State Governor. He is also the former AD leader. At the, he was the former AD leader at the House of Representatives. Uh, also a successful businessman. And interestingly, the Alago of Kajola, Alago Kingdom. Uh, my guest is none other than Oba Oladipo Olaiton. He'll be joining us to have a conversation about uh, his involvement with Afeniferi. The call for restructuring and um, some of the other issues that we currently talk about as it concerns the fabric of this nation, Nigeria. Join me to welcome to National Discuss this morning, Obaola Diko Olaito. Welcome to National Discuss, Obaola Diko Olaito. And thank you so much for joining us on the program this week. Thank you. Okay, uh, I would like to start from your involvement with the Afeni Ferry Group. You know, uh, how did you get into all of that? Was it from a point of advocacy? Was it um, just interest in the ideologies? Well, thank you very much. I I have been a member of the Afeni Ferry for 42 years now. Hmm. So, we often talk about how relevant socio-political groups are to the development of any country, particularly a diverse country like Nigeria, where we have so many entities that make up the country. How relevant would you say um, Afeniferi has been in the larger scheme of things for the fabric of the nation called Nigeria? Afeniferi has been at the forefront of the creation of the nation called Nigeria today. Mm. We fought for independence for Nigeria and we have been at the vanguard of the development of the nation called Nigeria today. Mm. We have been in the cultural movement we have been in the political movement, we have governed, and we have shaped the destiny of this country by various contributions to this nation. Without 
the ethnic nationalities, there is no nation. Hmm. The, the, the building blocks of any nation will be the national, will be the ethnic nationalities. But, but many people would argue that um, the Afeni Ferry, uh, you know, beyond just meeting, beyond um, aligning with certain blocks in the country, there doesn't seem to be much that has been done. How much of their presence have been felt in terms of real-time impacts? Those who have that opinion about us are those who, who know nothing or not much about us. Hmm. 1999, when the civil rule came back again, and army went back to their barracks, the Afeni Ferry again emerged as action as uh, 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 AD in the in that regime in the, in the third uh, republic. I was even fortunate to be the leader of the AD in the House of Representatives. We are known as the progressives in this country. What, what would you define being known as the progressives? You know, how, how do you define that? Given oh. that um, the group is largely seen as one of those spearheading call for a separatist government. We have called for restructuring. In 1999, in Zasapakas, actually in 1979, we've been clamoring for restructuring of this nation so that there be fairness in the land. During the Obasanjo regime, we fought tooth and nail. Now we are championing restructuring again. Thanks to God, the whole world seems to be buying into it now. We have always been positive and progressive. You asked the question, what's the difference between progressives and others? Mm. Well, if you recall, during the action group days, and even during the UPN days, we were asking for free education and the conservatives were asking for qualitative education they did not believe in free education they were clamoring for qualitative education whatever that means welfare and life abundant for all that's progressive the conservatives they are not for that they are for self 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 fighting for themselves how do you how do you go to a nation and say all we are fighting for is qualitative education, not for everyone? How can that be progressive? That's a marked difference between progressives and the conservatives. You've said quite um, a number of things that I find interesting, but one that stands out for me would be how you defined restructuring or, you know, talked about efforts toward restructuring and what has been done so far. And then the other one would be your comments on education, you know, the qualitative versus um, free education. I would come to education in a bit, but let's start with restructuring. It was just, I think it was, yes, um, a couple of days ago, not sure, um, but I know it was this week that Afeni Ferry leader, Pa Ayuadi Banjo, made a comment to say that Afeni Ferry would do all it can to ensure that restructuring take, takes place between um, before the year 2023. That's before the next general elections. And that yeah. it, it would not take no for an answer. You know, he, used, he made use of some strong words to pass across his message. And uh, I mean, given the current 
the current feel of the policy, the current atmosphere of the visions running through the country. Are statements like that very progressive? What is so progressive about that? Yes, we are for restructuring and we will continue to advocate for restructuring and fair play throughout the whole country until we get there. We cannot go on with this. We cannot go on with this bipartisan that is going on that you call government. This is bipartisan. This is a cake taking us centuries back. We are not going to accept that. How do you call yourself a federal country, a federal, you are only a federal country, and you are at the same time practicing unity country? How do you say you are a federal country, federal republic of Nigeria, and one person sits in Abuja and decides what happens throughout the whole country? Is that federal setup? Well, as Feniferi was a part of um, the transition that led to Nigeria's democracy in 1999, correct me if I am wrong. And yes, we are this we are not, we are this not issues. You know, you know, no, 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 no. I, I know that a lot, a, a lot of groups, you know, both um, civil societies, social cultural groups, and political parties, and even certain prominent individuals championed the transition from military rule to to, to um, the democracy that ushered in Obasanjo into the federal system and all that. You know, but you are you know you're part of that process at that time and where it seemed all parties we are comfortable with the arrangement. Yes, we championed the exit of the military. We fought for military to go so that we can have a civilian regime. And I was part of it. Right. And when political parties were to be formed we formed AD. Thank you. Like I told you, I was even fortunate to be a member of the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. Now, we now said, look, we are now going into a democratically elected government. But we must have a national sovereign conference to determine how we relate with each other. But let this army go first. And we went into it immediately we got in we started championing sovereign national conference and we objected to the type of constitution law put on us that we were not even able to see they didn't show it to us mm. even admitted himself that he did not know the content of the constitution with which he was supposed to rule the country that's the army for you and we started shouting about that until we were lucky to have this uh, uh, conference of 2014, we had no time supported it. At no time did we support it. Up to today, we are still saying we are not part of it. But look, nation abhors vacuum. And what do you do? We are not anarchists. We are not retrogrades. We still have to begin to make sure that the country runs. But at the same time, make our views known. The constitution that they say, the 24, whatever, or whatever they call it. That is what they now call the 1999 Constitution. And the preface to that, you will hear that we, Nigerians, made this constitution. Who? We when? When did we sit down to make 1999 Constitution? It was the army that propagated it, one man document, and forced it on us. And we keep saying, no, this is not our constitution. That the constitution requires ethnic nationalities in the state to sit down and determine how they should be governed. 
not to be put upon us by one majority bigot. So, um, I would like us to have a conversation uh, about going a step further, going a step forward, away from concerns and agitations with the current system to what could be. We have you saying now that um, there's a need for a sit-down to discuss about the structure of the country called Nigeria. There's a need to sit down and discuss about the constitution and its contents. That's true. And when we say, you know, let's let's go by the assumption that I quite agree with you. How would this too change the change the problems of or would it do anything? Would it make would it make a difference when it comes to other concerns that Nigerians continue to have every day, like corruption, like the civil service, like a very you know a, a, a rundown educational system, like healthcare delivery? How would this two would just doing this two ordinarily be able to change the structure of our institutions? We had an experience of this before. Mm-hmm. Before we had three regions in this country before the Midwest came to become four. At that point in time, each region ruled its region the best way it could. We had Western Nigeria, Northern Nigeria, and Eastern Nigeria. It was during that era that we had free education in Western Nigeria. It was during that era that we had the first television station in the whole of Africa, in Western Nigeria. It was during that region, that, that, that period, that we built Cocoa House, the tallest building in Nigeria at that point in time. It was during that region that we had people coming outside, even the king of Saudi Arabia used to come to Nigeria, Western Nigeria, to, to fight for treatment, for medical treatment. That was how things were in those days. Everybody used his resources within his region to develop his region. And we were going at the pace we could. There was a healthy competition. Now, if we restructure this nation back now, everybody will manage his own resources the best way it could. You are talking about corruption. Now, in the Western region, Look at how much it costs now to buy even a nomination form mm. to, to, to contest election. It wasn't like that before. But, but that's not a function of Nigeria not operating as a region as, as regions. Political parties, those that, that that operate in the political sphere, could bring down the cost of nomination form. If wishes were houses, beggars were right. <laughs> it couldn't be so in a nation where it has no form. In the, in the Western Nigeria, we used to contest elections by known pedigrees. If you want to contest election in Western Nigeria, they will ask you, where are you from, Montanier? But they still do. I mean, they will say, show us your father's house. Show us his agule. Oh, you, you don't understand it. Your father's house is different from Momoluabi. Mm. When you say Momoluabi is different from Agule, no. Mm. That's your pedigree. You will not be Who are you? Just like the Yoruba now, if you're in the olden days, if you want to marry a woman in Yoruba setting, you go and check on the pedigree of the house you want to marry from. Somebody she will remember you. Sir, please interpret in English. <laughs> All right. 
It's okay, I'm sorry. I, yes. I, in, the, in the Yoruba setting of the old, if you wanted, it's even operating up to now. If you want to marry in the Yoruba setting, you go to the house of the prospective wife, right? And you go and check. If, for example, there had been a, a bad man in that house before, they will say in that household, mad people come from that house. You will never go there to marry a wife. If you want to marry, you say, oh, the, 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 that somebody has been to jail in that house before for, for, for stealing. Nobody goes to marry there anymore. But in a situation like this, where it is all commerce, mm. so you don't even know what is true anymore. That is where we are now. In any, in any nation in the world, it is always, you find a nation, one of the prerequisites of a nation building is who are these people? You find people who have the same custom, the same tradition, the same language. You've exposed a lot of positions and ideologies. And I, I wonder, I wonder how popular they are. For instance, look at the governors of the 36 states. At the, every, at the end of every month, they run to Abuja for allocation. In fact, the Attorney General of the Federation and Governors of the country are currently at loggerheads because some money will be deducted from, or as it has been, it, it has been approved that some money should be deducted from the allocation. Allocation is important for many of these states to thrive, for them to run on a monthly basis. Given this right. current structure, yes, you know, how, how easy would it be to have the political class agree, to have others who benefit from the political class agree, to this conversation about um, let's sit let's sit and have a rethink let's sit and have a restructuring of the country if there is a restructuring of the country nobody will go to Abuja anymore is, exactly. but are these states are they sustainable what is not sustainable if we have restructuring nobody will go to Abuja anymore many of the states can barely pay um, monthly salaries without the pending you know allocation you know why because all monies go to the federal post Mm. Because all monies go to federal post. It goes to the consolidated from federal. I come from Oshun State, for example. Okay. There's gold, massive gold in Oshun State. The gold we have in Oshun State is enough to sustain Oshun. Cocoa we, we, we grow in Oshun is enough to sustain Oshun. But they don't allow us to do it. The federal takes it. It takes all our money and then gives us peanuts and back, back at the end of the month. Um, I, well, I beg to say that we've had situations where the person charged with the responsibility of appointing this heads were not from the north. Ooh. Case in points yeah. would be good luck, Billy Jonathan, and also um, Chief Olusegun Obasanjo, one-time president was, of the country. When Jonathan was there. The, the, the heads of this uh, of the institutions are evenly distributed throughout Nigeria. If it was if it was about that, why did that not make any significant changes? Why do we still have corruption? Why do we still okay. have this conversation around resource control? Why did we still have issues with this an educational system that does not function? Why did we still have very terrible healthcare? 
happens but my interest is not in what one president is currently doing if we are saying what one person is currently doing is the reason things are not progressing there were other presidents in the same position at various points in time from other parts of the country why did it not make any difference it does you don't understand you don't when when what was naira exchange what was the exchange of naira junior person just again if it doesn't make a difference what the exchange of naira during jonathan's regime but there have been a progressive increase there have been a progressive increase in the amount naira exchanges to the dollars over time i mean if yes, we're going to say it could have dragged down a little he could have come back if it was about having a southern governors there no, president see, there he could have come down a little the head of government makes a massive exchange a massive change in the running of any country what was the exchange rate during the past just regime dollar what was the exchange rate during uh, jonathan's regime do you know how many doses are folded up since Buhari came into power? Any doses, many doses that are folded up? Do you know the state of the economy today? How much was the bag of rice during Obasanjo's just regime? Is, is this a, is this a function of the past couple of years or progressive rots over time of institutions that it's should it's function? It's, it's, Yes, Even between Obasanjo and Jonathan's regime, there was an increase. Yes. There was an increase that Jonathan could not even take back to what that it was exchanging for before. Yes, go on. So it is not surprising. It, the, the increase has happened despite the administration in place. There has always been an increase in the rate at which Naira exchanges per administration. Oh. It's not exclusive to the administration currently there. What is what? What should it be then? No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That isn't really a function of ethnicity. Are you saying the exchange was always right? No, it isn't. But but it is, is. Is it not a case of um competency as against ethnicity? Uh, uh, competence, competence, competence. We are telling you that this government is co- corrupt, incompetent, and not to be taken at all shouldn't be there at all they don't even know what they're doing nigerians they're also called good luck jonathan clueless so it, it, it was also the same complaints of incompetence and um and inability to function in that capacity so that's not ethnic specific is it not, it is it is you, you can call anybody any name but let us see the result of what he's doing you said uh, Jonathan is clueless. No, I, I did not say that. Nigerians okay. said that during his time. People, okay, people said Jonathan is clueless. What do you, what will you now call Gwari if you say Jonathan is clueless? What? Well, let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about solutions now. How do we move from here? With, with people going over and over on the problems on a daily basis. The solution is this. Hmm. Let us go back to the constitution federal constitution that our forefathers gave to us. Mm. This is a federally constituted country. Mm. You have a federal government, mm. not a unitary government. Mm. Mm. Why? Because we are diverse in ethnicity, we are diverse in religion, we are diverse in every culture. So we can mold us together and run us as one. Mm. We are different nationalities in Nigeria. 
If you have different nationalities in any setting, only a federal system of government can work there. Unity government cannot work there. Okay, now I would like us to just, you know, as we round off this conversation, I'd like us to talk about something. The 2023 elections, even though Afeniferi has made strong statements to say it will not be a part of it except this and that is done. It, a while back, I interviewed, uh, I think, is it the National Organizing Secretary or the General Secretary? I'm not sure. Um, but Shola Ebisheni. Uh, no, not Abagun, Shola Ebisheni. That's the Secretary General. Yes, yeah, the Secretary General. And he made, he said that um, Afeniferi would not field any candidates. I mean, he would not support any candidates. That even if a member of Afeniferi goes to the site to contest, he would not be supported. Is that the he part? He as a person, or he said Afeniferi would not support any candidates in the coming election. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I didn't hear him say that. So Afeniferi would be fully involved in the 2023 election. Is that a question? Yeah, it's a question, of course. Okay. The answer is this: We have told you categorically and emphatically and mm. equivocally hmm. that we will participate in the election if restructuring of the country is done. And what happens if it's not done? Well, we cross the bridge and we get there. We cross the bridge when we get there. Well, we were part, finally, you were part of a delegation that recently visited Ashiwajibola and made Tinumbu. There have been yeah. speculations since then. And, you know, most of the speculations border on political support for his rumored candidacy come 2023. How true is this? It's completely false. Utterly, completely false. I was in the delegation that you rightly observed. Mm-hmm. Now, Papa Bola Ahmed uh, Jinobu was sick. He went abroad. He came back. And as a Yoruba person, we went to say hello to you, to him. No more, no less. It, was, it was merely a solidarity visit. Is that no what you're more, saying? No less. No more. <laughs> it has nothing to do with politics. And we have restated it so many times. Mm. We don't belong to the same political parties, so there's no reason for us to discuss politics with them. Okay, about Ladiko Olaito, it's been very, um, I'm trying to find the right words to you, to you, stimulating, yes, to have you join us on National Discuss this Friday morning. I do think and hope that we can have you on some other editions of the program or perhaps any other program that's is quite relevant to developmental discourse. Thank you so, so much for bringing me on. And thank you for promoting goodness in Nigeria and government emancipation for the for, for the downtrusting. I believe you are fighting for the downtrusting in your in your in your investigation. Yes. That's what you are doing. Yes. And the public and the, service. The public service and the person to information and uh, encouraging everybody to be on top. You are doing a very nice job and I pray that you continue to do a nice job in progress. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So much. I must say that that is one, you know, that was one interesting conversation, one of the interesting ones I have had in quite a while and quite um, reflective 
of not just the many arguments that go on when it comes to Nigeria, but also about a people's yearning for a sense of belonging in this country. And I do hope that you've been able to pick away one or two things that could help you be a better Nigerian, even though, you know, Obaola Dipo likes to insist that he's uh, a Yoruba heart and would always remain a Yoruba. Thanks once again to you for joining me on the program this morning. I say thank you. Do join us again next week. National Discourse will return same time, same station. In the meantime, keep listening to Agidibu 88.7 FM. And my name is Zainab Sani.